The day had arrived. Miss Ophelia Flax's last day in Paris, her last day in Artemis Stunt's gilt-edged apartment, choked with woody perfumes and cigarette haze. Ophelia had chosen December 12, 1867, at 11 o'clock in the morning as the precise time she would make a clean breast of it. And now it was half past 10. Ophelia swept aside brocade curtains and shoved a window open. Rain spattered her face. She leaned out and squinted up the street. Boulevard Saint-Michel was a valley of stone buildings with iron balconies and steep slate roofs. Beyond carriages and bobbing umbrellas, a horse-drawn omnibus splashed closer. Time to go, she said, and latched the window shut. She turned. Goodbye, Henrietta. You will write to me, telegraph me even, if Prue changes her mind about the convent. Of course, darling, Henrietta Bright sat at the vanity table, still in her frothy dressing gown. But where shall I send a letter? She shrugged a half-bare shoulder in the looking glass, reassuring herself, no doubt, that at forty-odd years of age, she was still just as dazzling as the New York theater critics used to say. I'll let the clerk at Howard Deluxe's Varieties know my forwarding address, Ophelia said. Once I have one. She pulled on cheap gloves with twice-darned fingertips. What will you do in New England? Henrietta asked, besides getting buried under snowdrifts and Puritans. I've been to Boston. The entire city is like a mortuary. No drinking on Sundays either. She sipped her glass of poison green cordial. Although, all that knuckle wrapping does make the gentlemen more generous with actresses like us when they get the chance. Actresses like us? Ophelia went to her carpet bag packed and ready on the opulent bed that might have suited that princess sleeping on a pea. Ladies born and raised on New Hampshire farmsteads did not sleep in such beds. Not without prickles of guilt, at least. I'm no longer an actress, Henrietta. Neither are you. And they were never the same kind of actress. Or so Ophelia fervently wished to believe. No? Then what precisely do you call tricking the Count de Griffa into believing you are a wealthy soap heiress from Cleveland, Ohio? Sunday school lessons. I had to do it. Ophelia dug in her carpet bag and pulled out a bonnet with crusty patches of glue where ribbon flowers once had been. She clamped it on her head. I'm calling upon the Count de Griffa at 11 o'clock on my way to the steamship ticket office. I told you, he scarpered to England so soon after his proposal. I never had a chance to confess. He's in Paris only today, before he goes to his country chateau. So today is my last chance to tell him everything. It's horribly selfish of you not to wait two more weeks, Ophelia. Two measly weeks.